Welcome to Functional Medicine for Women, the podcast that empowers and educates women on their journey toward optimal wellness. I'm your host, Lacey Lane, the Functional Medicine Woman. Women are constantly juggling numerous roles and responsibilities, often putting their own health on the back burner. But here's the truth. You can have better. You're called to more and can live a life free from the limitations of nagging symptoms. And that's where functional medicine for women comes in. Join me each week as we dive deep into the world of functional and fundamental medicine for women, an approach that seeks to uncover the root causes of health issues, reset and balance rhythms, and looks at our bodies from the lens of mind, body, and soul, rather than just a symptoms-based approach. Whether you're dealing with hormone and thyroid imbalances or chronic fatigue, digestive issues, or you just want to gain more energy, This podcast is your go-to resource for evidence-based insights and lifestyle tips. My mission, to empower you with the knowledge and tools to make informed decisions about your health. Using a personalized approach to wellness, I want you to open your eyes to the possibility of truly living in optimal wellness. So if you're ready to jump into functional medicine for women, hit that subscribe button and get ready to take action because you are absolutely worth investing in. All right, welcome back. So today we are going to talk a little bit about the difference in functional medicine, Western medicine, naturopathic medicine, all of the different quote unquote healthcare options that are out there, the ones that I prefer and why I chose functional medicine and will always believe that is the absolute best way forward. So First, start with Western medicine. A lot of times that gets interchanged with the word allopathic medicine, which is our Western system here in the United States. And that typically is, and this is, I'm going to be very general in my explanations today as I walk through all of this, just to make it very simple to understand. And if you have questions, I am extremely excited to talk through all these things and always ready to answer all your questions. So if you do have questions, just simply email me or um, you can message me on Instagram at Lacey Lane and I would love to answer your questions. Starting with or Western, whatever you want to call it, not whatever, but in, in that realm, they're interchanged a lot of times. And that is what I would consider and what most, I think, practitioners and doctors consider a systems and symptom-based medical practice. So what that means is we have, as you are probably familiar with different specialties within the healthcare system, and those can be anywhere from a cardiologist to any sort of, I'm now, of course, when I'm talking about it, I'm like blanking on a name, a neurologist, a nephrologist, a urologist, all of the different specialties, right? You have different doctors that do different things within the healthcare system, and that is called a system-based approach. And so what those doctors do is they get a specialty in a, like cardiologist, they're specializing in heart medicine, and you could even go a step further. So my daughter, for those of you that don't know, has three heart conditions, actually, and Two of them are structural, and one of them is a functional issue. 
that we are working on through functional medicine. But structurally speaking, functional medicine doesn't address that because it's not a like a function of the body that has been disrupted or is dysfunctioning. It is a structural issue that she was born with and it wasn't formed properly. So that is something that we're having to deal with in a different way, which is a mixture of functional, naturopathic, and allopathic. But even within what I, where I was going with that is even within the heart specialty, you have like an electrophysicist who they are working just on the electric side of how your heart works, which is fascinating, by the way. If you don't know about that, I highly recommend just some fun reading on that because it is truly fascinating just the way all of that works. And anyway, but then a cardiologist is more not as not quite as specialized, but definitely specializes in heart medicine. And all these doctors do different things. A nephrologist would be a kidney specialist or a detox system specialist, but specifically dealing with kidneys. And the list goes on and on. You can go to any normal Western healthcare uh, website to find a specialty doctor, and they will have an entire list of specialties that you can click on and then go find a doctor within that specialty. Now, the other side of Western and allopathic medicine that we refer to as the symptoms-based side is basically when you go into your doctor, this is probably mostly dealing with a PCP or your family doctor if you have one. This would be typically your primary care doctor is where this process starts, but then they will will refer you out. And and then at that point, you will also be given a symptoms-based approach from whatever system it is that you're having issues with if, if you're tracking with these here. So let's say you go to your PCP and they you tell them you're having an issue with your heart. Okay, they're going to immediately refer you to a cardiologist. And if there's any other symptoms that they can treat with medication at the time, they're going to give you medication in the meantime to help treat the symptom and then send you to the cardiologist. When you get to the cardiologist, and I'm speaking from experience here, this literally is the exact thing that happened to me. So you go to the cardiologist, they want to run a few tests. And then from running a test, then at that point, they're going to look at all their data and say, hey, this is the medication that I would prescribe to you or recommend to you for X, Y, and Z issues, right? Whatever they find wrong with your heart. And, and not that is a bad necessarily model. And let me preface this too. It's not necessarily a bad model. It was designed as a sick care model to help people get well or give them some relief in the meantime as their body healed. And honestly, over the years, it has turned into a symptom management nightmare, in my opinion, because what happens is you start taking medication for something, you go to a cardiologist for something, and then that creates an issue in your detox system. So then you go to a nephrologist and they give you something to help with kidney function. And then you start taking that medication and, oh, no, there's a side effect to that. Now you're going to go to a hematologist because your blood work is looking a little off and your iron is low or you have some other kind of issue. And so the hematologist puts you on some medication and it's just this vicious, never-ending cycle of let's get on a medication to help with another medication symptoms, yada, yada, yada. And I don't say whatever lightly. I'm just, I, 
for lack of getting on my soapbox there, we're going to just leave it at that. And so that is the that is where I would say the biggest issue lies within the allopathic or the Western medicine healthcare system. Now, am I saying it is a bad system? No, I am. I'm not saying that it's all bad. I would also consider allopathic slash Western medicine to be what I would call acute care. And what I mean by that is you go to the doctor, you wouldn't necessarily need to go see a functional medicine doctor for a broken bone, correct? Like you can just go to the doctor, have some x-rays if you needed x-rays or whatever they, x-rays can be a little controversial, but whatever is needed, right, to determine that your bone is broken and then get a cast or a boot or whatever is needed for that. Or acute care is the, or those sorts of issues that we really do need medical intervention immediately right then. It's not a chronic ongoing issue that you've been dealing with for weeks, months, years, et cetera, right? So that's where functional medicine comes in. And one other side of the allopathic side, Western side, that I would like to just note is that Western medicine looks at different systems which I know I talked about that a while ago. And the, the reason that is an issue, at least for someone like me, is that I believe wholeheartedly our bodies, I actually mentioned this in a couple episodes ago about the car analogy, right? In a car, you have a radiator, you have a transmission, you have a battery, you have all these things, right? All these parts of your engine systems, if you will, of your engine, and they all work to do a different function. But they all work to make your car run smoothly. And so the same happens in our bodies. We have these different systems, right? We have an endocrine system. We have a skeletal system. We have a cardiovascular system. We have a muscular, like all of it all works together in order to create a functioning human, right? And, and I say create in order for us to function properly. And so the way that Western medicine typically looks at it is they see an issue with one system. Okay, so let's say they, let's say, okay, let's do like a real life example of something I see on a regular basis. We have someone who has chronic fatigue, is struggling to get out of bed in the morning. Now, on top of that is uh, over time has developed this anxiety and they are starting to go down the road of having some situational depression and just can't get out of that. But then they're so fatigued that they can't even deal with any of it. And when I'm talking chronic fatigue, I, I like I'm talking like legit people have chronic fatigue. This isn't just a like I stayed up too many nights in a row this week and so I'm tired. This is something where you might even be sleeping well at night and by noon you cannot even hardly move. You're so exhausted. That is what I mean by chronic fatigue, like a real legitimate chronic fatigue that someone's dealing with. So what would happen is you go to the doctor, right? You go to the doctor and they're like, ah. I can give you this for sleep because they want you to sleep better because they think that might be your sleep or they give you um, a medication. Maybe they give you, maybe they tell you to take a little extra B12 or just B vitamins in general. And then that doesn't help because your entire system isn't working properly or the issue isn't actually the fatigue. The issue is actually that your adrenal function isn't working properly or your thyroid isn't working properly or your hormones. And that doctor might even send you to go get testing. They might even refer you out to go see if some of those things aren't working. 
But then what ends up happening is they just run a few labs. And so they only look at the one system. They don't look up higher in what I would call a food chain or the communication system in your body. And they can't actually see where the root issue is. So here is where functional medicine order that enters the picture. Functional medicine is what a lot of people refer to as root cause medicine. Now, before I go any further in this, I want to address this root cause thing. Okay. I personally, okay, this is a personal opinion. So just like stamp that on there. This is my opinion. This is not the vast majority of functional medicine practitioners. However, I think that they would mostly agree with me in this line of thinking that sometimes it is not necessary and or we don't have the ability to actually see the root cause of an issue. The root cause could just be what I call cellular dysfunction. Like your mitochondria isn't working, you have hormonal chaos, and you have had such a chronic issue for such a long time that finding the root cause of where that all started initially is nearly impossible, but we can see where we need to pinpoint getting you healthy from, if that makes sense. So I wouldn't necessarily always call that a root cause. I would just say that we can get to a root area to focus in order to balance out your entire system as a whole, not as just masking symptoms on a specific system of your body. So that's where functional medicine is what I would consider a good mix of naturopathy and or naturopathic medicine and Western medicine. So functional medicine doesn't discount that there is a place for Western medicine and it doesn't discount that acute care is needed occasionally. Where they differ is that functional medicine looks at your body as a whole system. Like I just said, we're looking at a whole system and how it is all working properly and fitting together correctly. A lot of times when I say fitting together, a lot of times we talk about finding the puzzle pieces within your labs and your health history and putting those back into the puzzle to create a complete picture, which what we mean by that is we're going to go in and look for these areas that are out of place or missing a link somewhere within labs and health history and try and fix those and support your body, not try to fix it. We're going to support your body and help it to get back into balance and help it to do that naturally versus using a synthetic chemical-based medication that even if it does have some natural components to it, are formulated with chemicals in a lab that are going to create a long-term side effect later down the road. So we typically go more like supplements, vitamins, natural fat-soluble things that you can change your diet with. And a lot of times people think too that supplementation is the biggest form of quote-unquote medicine when we're talking about functional medicine. But I would say really and truly it's a lifestyle medicine approach. We don't just use supplements. We don't just use nutrition. There is a whole wide range of things depending on your health history and your labs that might need to be done. For example, let's say cortisol is your issue. And maybe it's your only issue. Maybe your DHEA is a little off. Maybe your secretory IGA, maybe a little off, but like cortisol is way off. And this is truly just an example. I'm not saying if this is the case for you, go and do this right now. Although it wouldn't hurt to implement some of these things. But I would say that with someone like that, 
yes, while supplements can help support the body, and it definitely is something I would use in that case, I would first and or also recommend a a sleep, not study, but a sleep training for someone and teach them how to train their body to sleep so that you can then get your cortisol levels back in order. Because really, cortisol and for lack of a better term here, these are for these hormones, let's just say that whole group of hormones, okay, are circadian hormones, if you will. And that's a term that I'm just coining myself here. It's not, they, it's not like an actual term, but they are circadian. What I would say is circadian group of hormones because they can be fixed through circadian medicine. Now, with that said, um, supplementation is going to help massively in supporting your body to get your body back into a proper circadian rhythm. Going outside in the morning, this is the number one thing you can do actually for this if you're just wanting to get started is to go outside in the morning and get sunlight for a minimum of 10 to 15 minutes. I would say 20 would be ideal. First thing when you wake up in the morning, teach your brain to start producing the chemicals that it needs to produce in order to form these hormones that your body is needing for energy throughout the day. So that's what I would say on that initially. I don't know how I got off on that, but all that to say that functional medicine is not just supplements and that's it. You're not just getting a supplement protocol with functional medicine. You're getting very personalized. That's the other thing I was going to say about functional is it is a whole system-based approach that also looks at your body as a unique individual. So you're not just getting a protocol. And if you do get a protocol, if it is not based on thousands of people's labs and you don't actually talk to anyone about it one-to-one, I wouldn't do it. If there is an option to talk to someone one-on-one that knows what they're doing that is giving you this protocol, they can say, yeah, this is a good fit for you, but we also might need you to do X, Y, and Z in terms of lifestyle medicine component to it or teaches you how to figure that out yourself. Those are That is a huge component of getting healthy functionally, and it needs to be personalized. So whether that's someone telling you how to personalize it, teaching you how to personalize it, or just like showing you the ropes on doing it yourself, it should be personalized to you. I don't have much more to say on functional other than those. And then I would say naturopathic medicine does not recognize Western medicine at all. There is a very big divide there. There are all kinds of therapies, natural therapies that you can use when it comes to naturopathy. You can use, there's Bach flower or Bach. People argue about that term all the time because of where the man, he, it was a man, his name was Dr. Botch. He, it's just from where he was from, people argue about how to say it. But nevertheless, Botch, Batch, Bach, whatever you want to call it, there's that form of therapy. There are essential oils, which most people are very familiar with nowadays. There's all kinds of natural remedies. Nutrition is obviously, nutritional healing is a, major component. And I would say it also recognizes the same forms of medicine in terms of lifestyle medicine, like functional medicine, circadian medicine, sleep health is huge, very much, very much just natural healthcare in general. And I would say functional medicine wise, we like to use natural medicine before conventional allopathic, Western, whatever you want to call it, 
We like to use natural medicine. That's always the first option. However, it doesn't mean that it is not necessary at all to use a a Western medicine approach at some point. So I have actually never had a client who has needed Western medicine once um, they've gone through a functional protocol. However, that doesn't mean it's not ever necessary. Natural medicine. So just a quick overview. Let's go. Natural medicine is completely natural. You don't use any synthetic anything. Um, Even to the point of like testing and things like that, natural medicine typically doesn't like radiation from an x-ray or any of the, I, I talk about the harmful, what do you call them, pathways to diagnosis, for example, or even to get labs, like even for a visual picture of what is going on inside someone's body. Typically, naturopathy doesn't recognize lab work in terms of blood and things like that, where you have to puncture the body to go inside the body. And part of that is legitimate in terms of one of the reasons that they don't like it is because it initiates a flight or fight response inside your body. And so they say that it's not always reliable to use blood work. And I will say that is true. However, it is reliable on things that are not measured from a flight or fight response. And I can go into that in another episode later. Actually, I could talk about that for a long time, but I'm not going to today for just simplicity purposes. But basically, naturopathy is very, a naturopathic doctor would not want you to do blood work. But however, there's things like saliva or urine testing, these things where you don't necessarily have to puncture or harm the body in order to get a good picture or result of what's going on inside of someone's body, a good lab result. You can do it through other methods like that. But functional medicine can look at all of those things. And allopathic medicine can look at all those things, Western medicine. It, it really, you have to decide what is the best fit for you personally. I chose functional medicine because I do think there is a time and a place for testing that needs to be done. Although I will say never again in my life will I get a mammogram. And there are certain things that I won't do as far as testing goes because I do believe they are harmful. But in acute care situations, sometimes it's necessary. Blood work is obviously, I love blood work, so that's not going to deter me from getting blood work. I do recommend, though, if you are getting blood work, in order to get the best possible results that you can possibly get, I do recommend doing a breathing exercise before and during the blood draw because that will help tell your brain to relax and possibly keep you from having that fight or flight response with the initial um, poke or harm to your body. And so that is just a a technique that I would recommend to use. It's maybe a little nugget to take away today uh, for the future for you. Uh, If you do decide that functional or Western medicine is right for you. And then I think the other difference is just the medication side of things. So that is a quick, maybe not so quick. It's been 24 minutes. That is a, as quick as I could put it, as simple of terms as I know how to put it, very big picture overview of functional Western and naturopathic medicine. And I will dive much deeper into all three of these later on, like in other episodes, if that's something that you'd love to hear. I would love to know that. That would help me in creating content that you want to hear and are curious about and is helpful to you. I would love 
just to give you what you need in terms of an education through my podcast. And if you'll let me know, that'd be wonderful. But I can definitely dive deeper into all three. I'm obviously going to dive deeper into functional medicine. We're going to talk very much in-depth things, specifically when it comes to women's health, because again, this is functional medicine for women. And we'll talk about hormones and all the things that come up in women's health. And it's going to be exciting, y'all. I'm excited to dive in and dig deep into all these things. If you wouldn't mind leaving the show a review, I would love to get your feedback, love to hear from you what else you would like to hear. Again, I said this earlier, but you can email me or you can go to Instagram at Lacey Lane and tell me or at the Functional Medicine Woman. And it's the Functional Medicine Woman, not just Functional Medicine Woman, but you can also go there either of those places and just send me a a direct message and tell me like, hey, I would love for you to talk about whatever it is on the podcast. If you're dealing with an issue right now and you would love for me to do a deep dive into that, I would be more than happy to do that. I want this to be a useful podcast to you. I want y'all to walk away with tangible, tactical things to be able to put in place into your lifestyles. And for today, I would like that that the tactical, for lack of a better term, I always say for lack of a better term, but it's because I can't think of another way to put it, but tactical, practical, maybe um, takeaway today is, like I said earlier, and talking about circadian medicine would be to go outside in the morning. First thing in the morning, get sunlight. If you can't go outside and get sunlight first thing in the morning, I would highly recommend you opening all the blinds or the curtains or whatever you, it is that you have on your windows in the morning and being in front of those as much of you can, as you can. Like I know, so for example, in my house, my kitchen, we have no windows. We have a window, but it goes out to a sunroom. It's not actually like an outdoor window. And so we have no windows in our kitchen or our living room. And so we can very easily, I refer to it as the bat cave, but we can very easily stay in the bat cave and not get sun in the morning time when we first wake up. And so we do have windows in our dining area and in our bedrooms. And so I do like to open those in the morning and try and stay in front of those, make a point to go sit down at breakfast instead of staying in the kitchen to eat breakfast and get in that light if I can, if I'm not able to get outside. And so I would just recommend that to you. If you have a way to get in the sunlight, first thing in the morning, let your eyes see that sunlight, let your skin feel that sunlight first thing in the morning for 10 to 20 minutes is ideal, but 10 to 15 minutes is also just great, a great start. That is my tactical, practical takeaway from today's episode. And I would, again, love to hear from you. And I hope that you have a wonderful day moving forward and have gained some new knowledge and education to empower you in your health. Thank you for joining me today on Functional Medicine for Women. I hope you found today's episode empowering and educational. If you're enjoying the content, would you consider subscribing to the podcast to stay updated with the latest episodes? Your support truly means the world to me. And the one thing you can do to help support me is to leave a review so that more incredible women like you who are on a journey to wellness can be empowered to take their health into their own hands. Remember, it's not just about listening. It's about taking action. You are called to more and your health goals are within reach. Start your journey today by visiting thefunctionalmedicinewoman.com and joining the free forever membership to get going. 
Thank you so much for being a part of this community.